Welcome back to the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview between DJ Astro Creep and Mark Greening of Dead Witches. Dead Witches' new album, The Final Exorcism, is out now. Check it out. Down at Borderline with the guys and girl from Dead Witches. It's a pleasure to meet you all tonight. Hi, yeah. Hi, guys. How excited are you for the album launch tonight? I'm really, really looking forward to delivering the songs that we've, uh, we've, uh, we've written for the album tonight and it's, it's going to be good to play it to an audience yeah. Yeah. I'm ready, I'm ready to unleash it now <laughs> Yeah, I mean yeah. it's like we have played most of these songs live before um, you know people have never seen us play these songs live before so you know it's great to finally get this, this new record out and play some songs you know to people that enjoy the music and it's, it's just great really to finally be able to, to do it. I mean, we've had these songs for quite some time and I didn't really feel that I wanted to play them live, too many of these new tracks live until the album was out. But, you know, obviously today it's out, so finally we can unleash the demon. <laughs> How important is it to have a label like Heavy Psych behind you who obviously specialise in your, your brand of music? Um, it makes all the difference. They, they understand exactly where we're coming from. It's just nice to have a chilled out label, really. I mean, some labels, you know, um, can be a bit demanding and a, sometimes a bit of a nightmare, really. I mean, nothing wrong with that because obviously they want to sell a product. But the thing is, with Heavy Psych, you know, I mean, Gabriel's great because, you know, he just lets you do what you want to do. You've got freedom. He understands that we're making like important choices for us and the style of music that we want to make like for example working at Chuck Lumber Studios uh, is something somewhere we really wanted to work at and he was fully behind that he was fully know. behind it he could yeah. see our vision you know. it makes a difference because he's a musician as well you know yeah, I think it's like, of course and their main support his bands yeah. Yeah. so that makes all the difference he knows the vision that we're going for to give you full creativity in that way well, yeah, he, just, he just lets us do whatever we like really okay. I mean we, he lets we obviously you know. discussed it with him but, you know, yeah. like, uh, he understood the reasons why we're making the choices that we've made you know. okay so on to the final exorcism and it's one that I've covered like for a different site as well oh. uh, last month which I really enjoyed in all there so I'm really looking forward to that as well compared to your earlier work uh, Ouija how would you compare it yourself from a musician and writing point of view? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I think it's kind of got the same kind of background feel. It's, it's it has evolved certainly. Of course, you know if you if you change half your lineup, you're going to get a different sound. Um, for me, it's, it's it's maybe got a little heavier, uh, a little bit more refined. Um, I, I think it's a really strong sound. I'm actually quite quite excited to to play as tonight for everybody. One thing that kept on reoccurring to me was that kind of heavy Sabbath riff, like uh, under the sun when it goes onto the heavier. That's uh, one of my favourite songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where do you get your inspiration from? Obviously, you've got the horror, the occult things from the local side. Musically, where do you come from? Uh, I don't know. Like, well, it's always basically been Black Sabbath, really. I mean, they were the people that created it. Well, yeah. maybe not necessarily. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, 
bands from the late 60s that were, you know, delving into sort of fuzzy guitars and heaviness, you know. Yeah, so and obviously, and stuff like you know, you had bands like Pentagram yeah. and stuff like that, you know, Blue Cheer. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I think we've all got different influences, yeah. but we all know what yeah. we want to sound like. Um, I mean, that's that's why it's it's good because everyone has their own influence. But you know, we've all got similar influences as well. Yeah. So I think that's why you know we create the sound we want to come from. Really, I mean, we just want to create something that's heavy. You know, you know, sounds a bit vintage. Um, you know, because I'm I'm not into sort of new metal bands. You know, not that there's anything wrong with that sort of music, but this is the music that I've always played and the music that I've always had a passion for. You see, so. I guess, you know, I don't know, it's just what we sort of love and it's just how we sound. We don't really think too much into it really, it's just what we, you know, what we come up with. When we're coming out of riffs, I, I tend to like deliberately not listen to a lot of heavy music when I'm, when I'm writing because I don't want to be influenced too much. And I, I find that the best bedrock is like guitar tone and like working with the legs of rhythm section and then once you start working with lyrics and vocals then the dynamics pop out of riffs that you in a very rudimentary form before uh, so yeah it's the, the element of its parts for me yeah. uh, so you've come in and you've, you've replaced someone who obviously made an, a name with another band really how hard has it been for you to kind of integrate yourself with the other guys um, it's felt very natural and really easy from day one really um, they're, they're great guys to, to work with you know like, so, uh, and having that sort of equal amount of passion and um, like sort of heartfelt interest, you know, in, in, in what we want to create at the end of it all really helps as well, brings it together as well. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's always going to be a little bit of a, an unknown kind of challenge, like stepping into someone else's shoes technically, but I think that we're so different, Virginia and I, and you know, the, it's... Just because we've taken the same position doesn't mean we can really be compared. You know, it, it, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, so yeah, it's been great. <laughs> One thing I picked up when I listened to it's the Phyleticism was your voice has that kind of almost scornful tone to it, like similar to Stevie Nicks in some of her work. Do you I, think that maybe sits a bit better? Well, it just seemed to come naturally, I suppose, as kind of encouraged uh, by the themes, I, I guess, that horror, the occult, the, you know, the, not the occult, the, the, yeah, the possessions and exorcism. It just came out naturally to sort of spit the words out, you know. Um, in hindsight, I feel like maybe I could have spat a bit less, but <laughs> but it's done now. <laughs> so, Susie, um, uh, Susie laid down the entire vocal track in one go. Okay. We all recorded live, but like, the real surprising thing was just like standing back and watching her deliver the whole thing. And I think uh, having that clean, passionate uh, vocal like breaking up in the. Having, having, a, having a, like break up like into into like what just it, it makes the, the the dynamics of the song so much more kind of powerful and uh, fits in with well with the with the fuzzing with the fuzzing the time you know yeah yeah it creates more of a landscape for vocals the way they go from click to in terms of the album itself, you've started with a just over 30 second instrumental 
Uh, was there any particular reason you went with that? <laughs> that was, we, that uh, was actually, we were that, that was that in the graveyard. We were drunk with them. We were drunk. It was about three in the morning and we were in the graveyard and I found a team that had the most incredible echo that I've ever heard in my it life. It was boarded so, up at the front. So I was beating on it and then we were all talking and when we listened back to it, it sounded very kind of Blair Witch project. And, so uh, the voices you can hear is me really and Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And me well, slapping on the team. So it, was, yeah. it, was, it was basically Ollie trying to get that sound because we were like, wow, that sounds amazing. Record it, Ollie. So he's slapping like this and then Mark's going, Making this noise in the background, like Mark, shh, Mark, but it ended up sounding like something, yeah, out of there. Yeah, it's a, there's a massive graveyard cemetery, like where I live on the south coast, and um, sort of if ever we go out on a night, piss up on the town, we always seem to end up there on the way home for some reason. And we were just randomly there, and we sort of saying Oliver was banging on this tomb, and it was like, fuck, that sounds really good. Let's record it. And I don't know. I mean, it just ended up on the album. A lot of people do think it's a sample. A lot of people do think it's a sample from the horror film, but we are the horror film. Enough. To be continued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the album closed as well, which I think was the first single for the Priest. Yeah, yeah. And what made you choose that as the first single? Well, I, I, well, no, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I it's the most absurd track on the album. Well, we didn't right? actually. I mean, Gabrielle picked that one. Okay. I, I originally picked an. I, I think I originally picked um, Church by the Sea to be the first single. I think, yeah. That's what um, and then. Um, Gabrielle was like, you know, like, you know, that's huge fear. The and to start with, I was a bit against it because I was like, you know, it's because it's such a long track. I thought it was giving too much away. At the time, it was a new track for us as well. It's the yeah, last yeah. yeah, that's what we. But then, it's yeah, like I mean, I, I think you know, we we we, came, we agreed with Gabrielle, and we we're like, yeah, okay, then you know, let's go with Fear the Priest. So that's that's what happened, really. Any other kind of inspiration as you're writing the album that maybe crept in when you were kind of editing and then uh, remixing everything? Any other inspirations that came through uh, when mixing? Yeah, uh, well, uh, when you first wrote it, was there anything afterwards after you'd already written the tracks and made you think, oh, I need to revisit that or change this? Not or really, really. No. We, we, recorded the, we recorded all of it pretty much live. With a, a, a guitar overdub, so we were all playing in the really room. You know, we all rehearsed the songs. Quite Very well, nakedly and we, you know, are, yeah, you know, we, we, we knew we knew what we wanted. Yeah. So you know, that's you know, we booked the studio, and that was that. You know, we knew yeah. what we had to do. It's we not like we, we were using. Pro Tools, we were using vintage. It was like being in a museum. Like yeah, he didn't have a computer. Yeah. It was on thick tape, and everything was was valve. There's no opportunity incredible. to change it once yeah. you once you've laid that yeah, laid that down. Yeah, you had to start the whole thing again, which we didn't really do either. You know, it was so with everything. So, so uh, when yourselves wrote it, uh, did you have a particular process in what you did and has it changed from the first album? Well, I, d I don't know. I think, you know, Oliver would turn up with some riffs and stuff and we'd all, as a band, sort of work around that and, you know, add riffs or whatever and give our input and change things and, you know, it all just fell into place really nicely, really. Yeah, we've all had an input on, on all of the tracks. It's yeah. been a, been a um, yeah, real band effort, yeah. Very much a joint effort, yeah. Um, they coming in with the bare bones of ribs and let them develop as you, you see. 
how uh, the rhythm section takes the riff and then see how the, the lyrics are and what they're about and where to put emphasis. It was all very, it's like fungus, it was like a very organic grow. Rock and metal's undergoing a bit of a changing of the guard at the minute. The Sabbath obviously retired last year. Slayer currently extending the, the last tour. Who do you think is likely to step up into the big headline spots at festivals? I don't know. I, I don't really pay much attention much to new music really. I mean, there's there's so many bands out there now, so many metal bands, so many doom bands, whatever you want to call it. And I don't know, I've just, it's not that I've lost interest, but I don't seem to get the time to listen to music like I used to back in the day. Um, so like Gojira and Mastodon seem to be really sliding up, like stepping up to that, that role a lot. I've seen them headlining. All of those bands that I really like and friends from the scene, like, like bigger shows these days like Windhand and Cough yeah. and it's such a and Conan <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Conan are really smashing it and right that's now really, yeah. that's the most encouraging thing for me to see friends yeah. going where they want to be going yeah. Yob as well to Yob yeah, yeah. 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 Do, do you think maybe it's going to Devolve from the big festivals any into either boutique festivals. It seems to be going that way, doesn't specifically it? Specifically aimed, or, yeah. or maybe just large. Things gigs, like Desert so. Fest are wonderful. Like, yeah. We played yeah. there last year. It's uh, like one of my favourite UK it's festivals. Brilliant. So, so smaller, like more good points of festivals seem to be where I prefer to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, everybody yeah. else does as well. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much for your time today, guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also, check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultman.com. We're out. Peace.